Hairdressing, business, beauty, products, people, interviews, fitness, health, well-being. I'm Nathan Plumridge and welcome to Hair Life. My guest today is one of the owners and creators of the truly beautiful and 100% vegan brand, Davro. And what we might say is it's maybe the best kept hairdressing secret. Welcome, Mary, to Hair Life. It was an absolute pleasure to have you on the show today. I'm very excited. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure being here. Thank you for having me. And you've had a big flight to get here. Yes, yes, we've had a big flight. I think it's um, like from the minute we leave home to the minute we land in, in Europe or the UK, wherever we're heading, I think it's about 25, 26 hours. So yeah, it's a pretty long flight. So we have to be determined to be here so, and committed. So, but it's great. And is this your, is this one of your first times to Sunland International here? No. Or? No, this is probably maybe our fourth time now, I think, oh, really? at Salon International. Yeah, and we this year feels love good. It. This year feels really, really good. Um, and I was just talking to, we've got a um, UK ambassador who's, who's based here, Jordan, and I was talking to the team also. Um, it's actually, it feels great to be away from home. We haven't travelled now for coming up to three years. Wow. And before that, we were travelling quite a bit overseas, whether it's the US or to Europe or the UK. So it's kind of like, it has felt a little bit weird, but at the same time, it's just been absolutely amazing to meet everyone face-to-face again and just catch up and it just feels, it feels great. And you're traveling, like you've been traveling around this trip, is that right? We have, yeah. We've, uh, you know, caught up with quite a few of our distributors in, you know, in Greece and in Spain and Sweden. We're here now catching up with the guys with the team here. Um, and then, you know, we, we head on to Florence and Milan where we catch up with some people over there and try and get a little bit of downtime in at the same time. Yeah. This is a whistle stop tour for Davra. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's, <laughs> it's kind of good to be back and we're trying to make the most of it. So, you know, because we've got commitments obviously back home 100%. as well. So, yeah. so I, I love this brand. Okay. And for those of you that are listening, uh, you need to try it and you need to work with it because it is a truly beautiful brand. And the thing about this that we're going to hear from Mary is the fact it has an incredible story, it has an amazing history, and now is the time, I think, for a product like this to be in your salon. So Mary, how did you, where did the brand come from? Where did it originate from? What's the story? Okay, so um, first and foremost, the company I own, well, the company I own with my husband, John, um, is called Dreslia. Now, Dreslia was started in 1930. So we're 92 years old this year. Wow. And we've been manufacturing salon professional hair care products for that long. Not me personally, obviously. Um, and, you know, I, we, we're Australia's oldest manufacturers of salon professional hair care really? products. Now, one of our brands is Davro. It's our main brand. And I started with Dreslia back in 1984. I was 15 years of age and I started as the receptionist. A couple of years after that, um, Davro, the company formulated Davro, and it was a very small range of, of products. It's about nine products at the time. Did a little bit of work through it, you know, um, in Australia predominantly. And then, um, cut a long story, cut a very, very long story short, um, you know, I had an opportunity to take over the company in 2006. Wow. And it was at that time that, um, you know, I spoke to John about it and I said, look, what do you think? Is this something that, you know, we should look at? Because at that stage, I'd been working with the company for about 26 years. And we kind of thought, well, okay, hey, can we work together? Can we live together? Can we raise two small kids at the time together? 
so you know we we had a bit of a period of there where we tried to see if we could make it work and we kind of thought you know what we could do this and you know just a, a quick little back history the company you know was fledgling at that time and we kind of like had to make a decision whether we wanted to you know jump all in or let the company go pretty much you know close down and we looked at it and thought you know this company has been manufacturing for so long um, I love the industry, absolutely love the industry. So we thought, let's give it a go. But we needed to change things. So it was at that time in 2006 that, you know, I went to the formulating chemist and said, you know, I want this range to be sulfate-free, paraben And he, you know, to his credit, he said, yeah, okay, let's see if we can do this. And it took us two years to get formulations right, fragrances right, because they, they're key to a product. And obviously performance is key as well. So to his credit, he did it. We launched in 2008. And at the time, I remember thinking, you know, there was a lot of apprehension. A lot of people looked at it and said, what, if, what are you doing? Why have you done this? Really? Yeah, because back then, no one was doing it. There were no, no professional salon brands are doing that in Australia. And there were, you know, I had my moments where I thought, oh, my God, what, what have I done? What have I done? You know, I, I put us into a corner, effectively. And that was very hard to get past. It took us a good five years. Really? That long? To just get momentum happening and trying to convince hairdressers and salons that this was a good thing. In the meantime, what was happening, the, the consumer already knew that they wanted a change. You know, that, that was, I think, one of the driving forces for us as well. Plus also the fact that, you know, we all watch what we eat. Why aren't we watching, you know, what we're putting on our hair? Because, you know, skincare, you know, we always watch what we put on our faces as well. So why should hair be any different? Yeah. And I had two young kids and I thought, you know what, this is something that I want to do as a brand because I think that this is going to become important in the future. And the whole vegan thing, I mean, we only, we only ever used a couple of products that were animal products or um, byproducts of animals. And we kind of like looked at them and thought there's good, there's been good, really good advances in raw ingredients and materials now that we don't need to use those anymore to make an effective product. And that was, I think, a turning point for us because that, that's its own story in itself, you know. Um, so that was, it was kind of the bigger picture for us. And we knew that that was the future and wellness was going to be the future. And as we can see now, like there's a lot more brains jumping onto it. But we kind of feel really, I feel really cool that and special that this is something that we did, you know, 14 years ago now. I think that's what I really love about it. Yeah. Is the fact that other people are jumping into this space. Yes. But you guys were already there. Yeah. And it's almost like, I feel like that's your head start. Yes. You know, it's almost like I feel like they're going to sort of, they're trying to copy, they're trying to catch up. Yep. But you're already there doing it. Yes. But at the same time, this is why I feel like it's that kind of little best kept secret. Yeah. And now it's it's great that it's in the UK. It's great that it's now branching out and leaving Australia. But I suppose Australia is still the the hub of where that product is. Yeah, so Australia is the hub because we, we manufacture everything. So we've got the laboratory, we do our R&D, we do our compounding, our upscaling, we distribute everything from there. So we're very, very hands-on. And, you know, all the products in the range are products that I've wanted to bring to market. 
it's it's about us looking at what we think the industry is moving into or what the consumer is looking for. We never want to be a me too brand. That's not what, and I feel that when, when you manufacture products, it's easy to become that, but that's not what we're about. We, we also do private labels. So we do, you know, we make other brands, you know, for different people. I do, you really well. We do. Uh, but, you know, it's very much, if people want to come to me and just say, some people come to me and say, can I just have Dabro in my bottle? It's like, no, you can't <laughs> because that's mine. Yeah. <laughs> but we will make your product that's yours. And I think that's very important too. So when you come to me, it's not just a product that I've taken off the shelf and put a, a brand name on. It's about what is important to you. Because I know what it's been like for me to get Davro to market. It was about what was important to me and what everyone can now relate to. So that always has to be, and you have to be so passionate about it. You have to want to do it. So as you can tell, you know, and that's what I said to you before. Once I start talking about this, I, I can't love that. stop. So. The thing is with it, what, I, what I'm, I'm just going back, what I'm, I'm actually really fascinated with is the fact that you were, uh, like the front of house for a business yeah. and then suddenly here you are and you're now owning it you're international yes where did that like that where yeah where did that spark come from in in you and then oh. obviously then that moment with your husband because i don't think there's many people that go from like the front of a house stroke receptionist suddenly here we are i'm yeah. now the boss and ceo of this international product company yes Yes, that, that's, that's very good because obviously when I started 15 years of age, it was never in my wildest dreams that I would end up owning this company or, or doing what I've done with Dabro. But I had really good bosses who were very open about a lot of things. And I what, clear clarity of what I've, I've got with them is that, you know, we'd have lunch, for instance, in the lunchroom. And they would be talking business and here's me sitting in the lunchroom listening to these conversations. And I'd be like, you know, do you want me to leave the room? And they're like, no, no, you can stay. So I'd stay and just listen. And I took on so much and I learned so much. And from the minute I walked into that office on my first day, it was, um, I don't know, I just, I feel like I was home. It was like my second home, if that makes sense. I was 15. Um, it was 15, and I just felt part of something. Yep. And I just I had, a, they had a level of respect for me, which was really cool. And to understand, I was, they actually called the school and asked for the student who was best at shorthand back then, um, typing, accounting, and stuff like that. I was 15. My teacher put me up for it. She said, Mary, do you want to go for this interview? And I said, yeah, sure. They offered me the job. Then went to the school and I said, you know, they've offered me the job. And the school's like, oh, you can't leave school. You have to go to university. You've got good grades, blah, blah, blah. And they spoke to mum and dad and they said, oh, Mary should stay at school. And mum and dad, Greek background, very, very strict. But they turned around, just the irony, they turned around, they go, oh, Mary can make whatever decision she wants. And I'm thinking, <laughs> I can't go to friends' houses or go to the movies. But here I am making a decision about my future. Yeah. And I said, you know what? I'm going. I'm going. So, and I, I, I clearly, I've never regretted it. Never. But had a wonderful relationship with 
with all my bosses. And, you know, the time actually came when I, I had Sophia, my, my eldest child, and then was ready to have Michael, my second child. And, you know, I said to, to David, my boss at the time, I'm, I think I'm going to go. He said, oh, Mary, you've always got a job here. I said, oh, I love that. And I'm so happy. I said, but I think it's time for me to raise babies. I'd been there for 22 years at that stage. And, um, but, you know, he was diagnosed with cancer four weeks after I had Michael. So I went back to work effectively and he was gone, you know, nine months later. And he left the company to his kids. You know, they asked me to stay. And, you know, I stayed with them for another three, four years. And then they were kind of like, you know, we need help. And that's when I kind of said to John, what do you think? And here we are today. We jumped in. It was full on. We made some really major changes. But I'm so very happy that we did. And, you know, we've met some, you know, wonderful people along the way. We've got some amazing, beautiful people that are selling our brand and share the same passion for our brand. And that's the most important thing to me now. Not to mention, you know, I've got my son and daughter who work in the business with us. Because it's a family business now. It is probably. a family business. And that's yes. beautiful. Yes. And that, in a way, I'm a family business, you know, I'm third generation. And yes. for me, having your, my, my, my daughter's already told me she's going to take the salon over. She's eight years old. And she's like, Dad, when you retire, you're going to take the salon, I'm going to take the salon over. You can chill out. And I'm like, okay, Darcy, that sounds, that sounds amazing. Right. I can't wait. But I think what it does, it gives your story to so much more because you've got that. And actually, there's something beautiful about kind of going, actually, okay, I'm going to leave this to Sydney. You know, I'm going to pass it on. They're going to take that baton and, and move it forward. Yes. It's hard. It probably, you know, there's probably moments like you have, I mean, obviously you work with your husband yes. and your two children. Yes. Right. So do you have, you know, little wrangles? Of course we do. Yes. You know, you have to remember, I mean, my, my Sophia's 21, yeah. Michael's 19, so they're still at home. Yeah. So we live together, we work together, we talk business together, we obviously now travelling together. And of course that has its moments. And there was a moment there where John and I had to find the balance between our lives, our personal lives and work when the kids were smaller. But now you've got four adults involved who all want their space at certain times. And there's moments where, you know, I don't want to talk work at home. There's times when John doesn't want to do that or Michael or Sophia. So it is about finding that balance. And that is really, really tricky. It really is. How do we do that? How do we do that? Well, look, we, you know, we we always laugh. We're, we're two minutes from work, but we all go to work separately and we all come home and because we, we start at different times in the yeah. morning and we finish different times at the end of the day so we make a point even though it's only two to three minutes we have some downtime the funny thing is, is that we still all gravitate together at lunchtime even though that could be our own spare time as well but we still gravitate together we do have dinner together i'd say every night but then after that everyone goes their separate ways yeah. so I'll go into one area, Sophie will go into one area, Mike does something else, or the kids might go out and catch up with friends at different times. So we kind of find that evening is, is, is our that. thing. We do. That. 
Yeah, you do need it. Otherwise, you can get under each other's pressure feet. cooker, isn't it? I, I imagine that's kind of how it is. It is. Yeah. I know. I know. Certainly, when my dad and me were working together, that was the one thing. I mean, my dad was kind of the um, the base, yeah. and I'm the creative visionary. And I would come up with all these things all the time. My dad would be like, "Look, for God's sake, stop. Okay, you <laughs> need to much. just just stop. Yeah. We, we, we'll do it, but we're not going to do it right now. Though. Yes, it's going to take time. Yes, and I'm like, no." It's yeah. gotta happen now, and we would we would have these great arguments. I mean, proper yep. arguments. But then we'd kind of always make sure that it didn't, it ended at the end of the day, and it was a cuddle, and it was kind of a back to it. And I think as long as you can do that, I think it works. Yep, it's we we kind of realised fairly early. You know, we were having. I always I always say this story because we we're having dinner one night. Sophia was eight or nine years of age. We were talking business, that's per usual, at the table. And Sophia one day just, you know, slammed her knife and fork down on the table. And she said, can we just stop talking about this bloody company? And I'm thinking, oh my God, this child's eight, nine years old. And John and I looked at each other and we thought, wow, okay, this is this is now too much. So then we would start talking about business after the kids had gone to bed. And then we got it to the stage where we'd leave it at work. But then likewise, we wouldn't bring home to work either. So we kind of like did find find that balance. We had that for quite a while. But obviously now that the kids are in, we have to we have to find what that new balance is. Yeah. We're getting there. Same thing though. You know, the kids are like, we should do this. We need to be doing this. And let's do that. And, you know, Sophia's involved in, you know, a lot of stuff of what I do as well as our marketing and PR and, and sales. And this is and this is the bit which I think is really interesting. So now you've got this younger dynamic. Yes. They're in the family. Yes. Okay. Mum and dad, CEOs, all right. They're hungry to do other things. What's their input like in terms of where they see the brand going and how you then facilitate that going forward? Yeah, I, it's, it's really important that now that the decision's been made and this is what they want, because there was a period of time where I, I think both of them didn't think that this is what they wanted, probably because they saw the pressure it had put on John and I, you know, when you're trying to um, rise this, this company again and, and bring it to the forefront again. And, you know, there was a lot of pressure there at, at certain times. So I think they felt a lot of that. So for them, it was very much not interested. We don't want to do this. We hate it. Yeah. Now that they're older and they can see what's what's happening and they can actually have input into what's happening. And this is the most important thing right now is that they. it's important that they have the input now. So because while we are still around and while we're so still very active in the, in the company and the business, this is the opportunity for them to say, hey, we want to do this. Yeah, okay, try it. But if it doesn't work, it's kind of okay because there's that back, there's that support. But it's really important for us. We have, you know, a, a great group of young people at work at the moment. And, you know, I've got a niece who also works for us and a couple of nephews who work for us. And, you know, these guys are all in their 20s. And we've got some really good young guys in, in the lab this is where we're trying to now facilitate them as a group yeah. to grow together to have that same passion it's not it's not just about Sophia and mine it's about 
you know, bringing a group of people Everyone. together and growing yeah. the company together. So they're all on the same page because you know, when John and I took over, there were six of us and we pretty much did everything. You know, we'd pack orders, we'd, you know, just everything. I'd answer phones, I'd do the accounts and, you know, John was in the lab where, you know, he was filling and packing boxes and all that kind of stuff. So we've done all of that. The kids have always come in during their school holidays from the age of 12 where yeah. they've packed cartons and they've made like the Christmas package you know, their Christmas boxes, their Mother's Day boxes and stuff like that. They've been on the line. So they kind of like, they, they've known that from the, from young. And I love that because I, I think that's, for me, that's one of the things about entrepreneurial kind of spirit. Yes. Is the fact that you started with six of you. Yeah. And you do everything. Yes. I love it how every day is a different it's hat. A, it's a different hat. You know, and the thing is you just do whatever you've got to do. You just grind and grind and yes. grind. Yes. And then the reality is, is that suddenly all that grind suddenly starts to pay off yes i mean there's challenges along the way for sure you know as we said earlier also yeah. like pandemic and other things but actually interestingly as you said you kind of had an opportunity to sort of grow again yes we maybe did. during a very difficult situation correct yes so how did. so as a result of that what now is that that clash so now you've got, right, we're out of Australia. We're now going to go for global domination. Global domination. Yeah, yes. yeah. I love yes. it. I think it's fantastic. And I think the thing is, and you should, because you have Thank an incredible you. product and it's that now. So what does that look like to you? Like, what's the strategy behind that? Uh, it's look, obviously growth, but it's, it's important that we're growing with people that have the same vision for the brand and the same passion for the brand. And we have a lot of interest constantly. But it's about finding the right people for us. And it doesn't necessarily mean they have to be the biggest person in this country or in another country. It's about the, the right people for us. And everyone's different in all the countries that we currently are. I think we're now in about 12 countries in Europe, which is amazing. Thinking that we're in three, and pretty much this has all happened in the last three years. Uh, and in that two year period of, of COVID pandemic, but it's about, it, it It really is about the right people. We don't want to rush into anything. It's not about rushing into this massive growth. It's about us now being able to service everyone correctly, well, support them, back them, work with them really, really closely, that they can grow the brand organically and we can have long, sustainable growth in the marketplace. And that's very, very important to us because that's how that's how we've done it back home. Yeah. You know, there was a period of time where we flew under the radar and that was kind of cool. It was really good because no one sees you as a threat. No one sees you as, you know, well, who's this brand? Who are that? What are they about? We just went along, ticking along nicely. And it's very easy as a, as a manufacturer of your own product to have a look at what everyone's doing and think, oh, perhaps we should do this, or perhaps we should do that. You have to stay focused. For a period of time, we did we couldn't see that light at the end of the tunnel. It was really, it was extremely hard. You know, when you when you go down that path where no one knows or understands why you've done it, like that first five years, 
it feels like there's no light at the end of the tunnel. And then all of a sudden you see this little brown light at the end and you think, well, okay, this is getting bigger and bigger I now. feel like this with the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bloody social media. Because I, I always think it's one of those that, you know, here we are, 35, 36, well, 40 episodes. And it's like, okay, this has been going for like over a year. And I keep thinking, okay, it's going to keep going. And then now all of a sudden it's now slowly starting to be in the direction that I want it to go yes. into. Yes. Just love it. And I think that's the thing with, with obviously listening to you then. You have a family business. So there's that longevity thing, which ultimately I suppose you want for them. Yes. It's I love the fact that it's about creating a strategy that's not about quick buck. Yeah, it's no, no. it's about slow, nice growth yeah. that keeps everything ticking over. I mean if it does pop fantastic yes but we'll be ready for it too though yeah that's 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 the key and you know where you know you 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 work towards certain stages certain goals and we're on track for that and that's the most important thing is you know marching to the beat of our own drum not what necessarily is going on around us that you know all that noise and staying true to us and what we're about and just as long as we are always, you know, understand where that market needs to be and what the consumer is looking for and what's important to the consumer, then that's, you know, that's what is going to keep driving us. And, you know, the also this, this phase now, this succession phase that, you know, will take, will probably take a few, because up to John, he'd retire tomorrow, you know. <laughs> But I love it too much, yep. you know, and I'm still 53, so I've still got a little bit of time. I've really noticed it with, all, with literally with all my class, like the power women that I've met. Oh. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. The guys are like, oh, yeah, I'm a bit done with this now. And all the girls are like, no, yeah. we're going to keep going. We're going to give it everything. Yes. And, and that's great because I also think it's really interesting. When people talk about like retirement and that, I'm like, what is that? Yes. What does that look like? Because if you if you're passionate about what it is that you do, but actually the work isn't really like work. No, it's, correct. It's, it becomes your hobby. Yes. And actually, then that's I think that's how you then become more successful because actually because you're not ultimately stressing about it. Yeah. You're just enjoying the journey. Enjoying the journey. That's. Yeah. I think that's what we've learned to do. And look, he says that, but I, secretly he loves it. And he's still got a few more years left in him as well. Yeah. But but I think this is a really nice time for us mm. because we can work together as a group, nurture the young. And look, I have my sister who works in the company as well and her husband works in the company. So, you know, they do our IT, our PR. You know, we've got a, a, a great um, international sales manager who's based in Sydney. He's been with us now for 12 years. So we've got a really... And, and you know, our... Head chemist is third generation from the second family that owned the business. Wow. So he's he's the grandson of the gentleman that hired me. So we've got this great connection, a great team. And I, I just love it. It's a story. It is look it, it you know it is a story, but it's it's our story yeah. and it makes it so very special to us. And if we can keep adding these chapters. It's kind of cool. It's really, really good. And like I said before, there's this whole succession phase where you've got this group of young, you know, go-getters who just want to learn 
take it all in and hopefully take it to that next level with with, with support. And, and with that on board, like, so in terms of the product now, and obviously we use the product in the salon, we work with another brand as well, but we're now really starting to look at it and really see the difference yeah. in the results. And obviously it is natural, isn't it? Yes. So yeah, natural plant-based. And that's yeah. the one thing I think that we're now really starting to notice yeah. is the fact that the application on the hair, the difference is huge. Often what we find is even using just the shampoo, the hair hasn't been cleansed within an inch of its life. It right. just feels good. And actually sometimes we're like, we don't really, yes. we don't really need to use like conditioners. Yes. And that's the beauty of it being natural because something isn't stripping the hell out of it. And then actually, you're only having to place a small amount of moisture or a small amount of protein back in the hair. And obviously, you know, hair and skin, we are natural. Yes. You, exactly right. What you've just said is exactly right. It's what, there was that period of time when the consumer thought, and everyone thought we must get that squeaky clean. You, you must remember the ads from years ago for shampoo. Yeah, yes, yeah. Like, There's a few you know, we won't mention, but yeah. yeah. But the minute the hair's at that stage, we've we've stripped the natural oils from our hair. And this is what the key is. It's not about stripping hair. It's about giving it a nice soft cleanse. And then it's about, you know, putting some nice ingredients back into the hair to close it, to close it beautiful. And our, our conditioners aren't heavy conditioners. They're... You know, for instance, our volumizing conditioner is a true fine hair conditioner. It's light. It's conditioning enough. It won't weigh fine hair down. We've really, you know, our, our formulations are kind of special. You know, they, everyone that tries it loves it. And I feel like we just keep getting better with our ingredients. We've got great relationships. You know, we're, we're an old company. So we've got great relationships with, people that supply us our ingredients. We get opportunities to trial and test new ingredients. You know, they'll come to us and they'll say, you know, this is a new ingredient. Do you guys want to try it? That's exciting. It is very exciting, yeah. especially for Stuart, our, our, you know, formulating chemist. Yeah. He, it's great because he gets to try something and give feedback yeah. for an ingredient, which is, is cool. It's kind of good for a company that, you know, we're in South Australia, we're in Australia, we're on the other side of the world. It's really hard to get here, guys, you know. It's the Willy Wonka syndrome. He's, He's able to do that. Yes, know? yes. And so we all can call him a nutty professor and, yeah. you know, all that kind of stuff. But it's 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 very good. Our formulations are beautiful. Our products are beautiful. They, they do what they say they're going to do. You know, they're, they're quite concentrated. You don't need a lot of product. It's just beautiful product. And who's your kind of, who's your perfect avatar? You were going to, who's the perfect client for your product? Who's the person that you see using and buying your product? Everyone can use this product. And, and I, I wanted to explain something too, is that, you know, when we came out and we said, hey, we're vegan, Everyone's like, oh, but I'm not vegan. How do I, how, um, this product isn't for me. And it was, it was kind of a bit weird. And it, so we kind of like started saying, guys, we're actually making a vegan product for everyone. Yeah. So, you know, for someone that, you know, does, can't do certain things and give up certain things, they can do their bit by using vegan skincare or vegan hair care because in the end, every bit helps. And 
this is the there's the the range is so it's not a massive range it's substantial it's got its like little niche products in it but there's products there that everyone can use at different times and i i, I would say I, I i hate putting age groups or a particular group in place for the brand because it's not an uh, an old brand and it's not a young brand it's a brand that's pretty self-explanatory what fine hair you use this in what moisture you use this your hair's a little bit damaged you use these conditions these treatments nothing really is a, nothing is a double up you know we don't have five of one particular product so the range is extensive enough that everyone someone can pick up a product in the range and use it and love it my daughter loves it. Oh, thank my you. My wife loves it, but Good. my daughter loves it. In fact, that's the problem. She tends to use way too much of it. So yeah. it's, it's costing me a fortune, Darcy. She secretly, we love that. But anyway. It's, it's great chatting to you because the thing thank is, you. what I love about this and now meeting you, but the fact that I now obviously use the products, we obviously use them in the salon. It's so great to put that kind of face and name behind the brand Thank but you. also and for those of you that are listening i think it's one of them you can understand that sat here chatting to mary she's got such a passion for her product and i think that really comes over and i think probably at a time when we are very much being environmentally challenged yes this is one of those products that i think we probably do need to all suddenly get on board with and actually understand we have to start making changes yes. you know I think recently, this is not me getting political for anybody listening, oh, no. okay? but the point is, I think if we take the last year and look at how so intrinsically linked the impact of one country on another is, we all have to start making changes and actually using products like this, using things that aren't chemically based, all has a little tiny micro impact and those micro impacts are huge. And we all know it's baby steps. And I think that's what's beautiful about this product. And it's it's great. I, I mean, I'm really excited in the sense that I hope it grows and grows. We see more salons in the UK with it and Europe and the reps because it has a great story. It has an incredible team, obviously, behind it. Yeah. You must be very proud. Oh, I'm I'm extremely proud. I I love my team. They are they're they're an extension of us. They're passionate about what they do. Everyone's got, you know, ideas and, and viewpoints. And, you know, for, for, for us, you know, we have to keep looking at the future. You know, we need to, you know, sustainability, packaging, you know, our ingredients. First and foremost, the product has to work. That's, that's so important because the consumer still wants a product that works. So we have, we're mindful of that. But our ingredients, we, we're, that's always ever-evolving, you know. Well, and it's important to be transparent about what we're removing, what we're putting in. You know, there's there's a big movement back home now that, you know, we, we're looking at, which is called Clean Beauty. I'm not sure it's as relevant as it is here. I think it is kind of moving over here. Yes, yes. So, and there's no real um, diehard script about what Clean Beauty is. It's still fairly new. But it's all about, you know, it's it's things that we've already been doing. It's things that have already been important to us. And that's kind of cool, knowing the things that we implemented 14 years ago, maybe a little bit more now, 
and what we have been doing in the past, in, in the past, you know, 10 to 14 years is all coming to the forefront now. And I'm extremely proud of that. I love that. Love my team. Um, you know, stress enough how passionate I am about this brand of ours, but also them. And they put in, you know, they, I'll come up with an idea and they'll be like, yep, no problem. You know, and they're so welcoming about change. It's something different. And it's, it's also what I love about private label as well, because everyone's got their different little views about what they want their brand to be. Yep. So it then opens up another door to my team as well. And it's like, oh, well, okay. Yeah, well, we don't do that in, in our ranges, but we're doing this for someone else. So this is kind of cool too. So it's all about experiences for everyone enjoying the ride along the way because we're only here for a short time. And as we can see what's happened in the last two years with, you know, it's become, it became a little bit disjointed with everything. But like I said earlier, being able to be here, sitting opposite you now, yeah. face to face, instead of doing a Zoom, yeah. is so very special. And this is what I'm, and, and for me, this is why like even on this show is having that feeling for me because yeah. we do so much through this yeah there's nothing like Facebook. Oh, there's look, nothing like it it, it look, zoom has served a, a, a great purpose yep. it really has, it has because yeah. imagine if we didn't have that what we you know what we would have missed out on so it's kind of it, it's had its purpose but there is nothing like the face-to-face and even being able to give each other a hug yeah. and a welcome and you know just the facial expression firsthand it makes all the difference well so. hopefully next time i get to meet you mary i'll be in southern australia hey, yes. and i'll be coming and checking out the factory that would be amazing mary's been an absolute pleasure to have you on the show today and i'll see you in australia maybe soon all right so. have a good day thank you take it easy bye, bye.